0: Hello? Hello,
1: friends. I would be the worst weather reporting person oh. ever. The thing you have to do meteorologist are, was it backwards and the blue green screen? screen green whatever. screen? It's a green screen. You're correct. <laughs> hey I guys, talk like I know things, because we do. <laughs> Hi guys, it's a witches, magic, murder, and mystery podcast here. <laughs> we forgot to say it in the last episode. <laughs> we're happy so we're that gonna... you know where you are. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. I'm Megan. <laughs> I'm Kara. <laughs> And we're here for the podcast
2: today. We are. It's a Kara story. It's Kara's time. time. <laughs> so excited. Okay, this is a murder, and it's an interesting one, and it's going to make you hate Those this man like.
1: so much. <laughs> what if we just told really boring stories?
2: <laughs> Let's do it. This person just fell over and died. This person lived to be 113. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be interesting. Like. Their story probably is it's pretty It's probably great. a pretty good one.
1: I guess yeah. you can make any story interesting.
2: I think we could for sure.
1: Someone just commented on our Instagram that they listened to the Elizabeth Bathory episode and they were happy that we portrayed her like both sides, not just as she was oh, some good. vampire, you know, but she was like, I really was in her cause she lives there oh. she, and lives near there. And she was we're like, here for that." yeah, I know. I love it. And she was like, we, I did enjoy how you butchered all the Hungarian
2: names. <laughs> cause we butcher everything. I was like, yeah, we, we butcher names our own, own words. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know how people let us talk sometimes. But here we are with Cara, the podcast. Here we are, and wait, 39 episodes later? Mm-hmm. Will this be 39? And almost 90,000 um, listens. Isn't that fun? Oh, my gosh. We have a surprise for you next week. He... I don't want to say what it is. No. Just maybe hang around your podcast app on Tuesday. Tuesday. On Tuesday. Going
2: up on our Tuesday.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Okay, okay. okay. So, Kara has a murder story. Yes.
2: Okay, so, Ken McElroy... Born in 1934, he was the 15th of 16 kids. Jerusalem? Good Lord. No, I just always have that moment where I'm like, did I hit record?
1: Are we actually recording? Are we here for I'm going to do that no matter how yeah. long we do this forever. I'm always going to have that yep. moment where I think I've screwed we everything were up. We
2: 9 million followers in. <laughs> I'll be like, I
1: have no idea no what idea I'm doing. what we're doing. Guys. When am I going to be a grown up?
2: Yeah. Uh, he was the 15th of 16 children.
1: All, the one, all to one mom? Yeah.
2: Can you imagine yeah. being pregnant 16 times? And, unfortunately, they were a poor migrant farming couple. Oh. Yeah. Can you 16- imagine being pregnant 16 times? No, my womb. <laughs> I
1: need to freshen up my womb here. <laughs> I can't. I. You know how there are people who are like, pregnancy is a magical miracle and it's glorious. I hated literally every moment. I puked for like six.
2: I was born seven of the nine months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I loved parts of it, but... I've never
1: got... You know, people are like, she's glowing. No one ever said that to me. Okay,
2: listen. <laughs> I, when I was pregnant with Soph, I was in... Uh, I think it was like Walmart or something, getting a beach towel because I was going swimming with my girlfriends. I was like eight months pregnant. Yeah. This kid runs up to me. Whoa, beach whale, well, look out. I was like... Oh. His mom comes up. Who are you? His his mouth runs off and she's like, I'm so fucking sorry. I took off and I was like... I'm going to strangle, I'm going to drop kick this kid in the, in the aisle. I here. remember
1: a woman coming up to me when I was pretty far along with Ella at, at the mall. And she was like, you look miserable. <gasps>
2: I was like, thanks,
1: I am. I am know. very
2: much Have a good so. day. <laughs> I hope you're blessed. So,
1: you know, if you're pregnant and you don't think it's amazing, it's okay. It's okay to think I that. mean, I love my kids. You all, if you oh, yeah. know me well at all, you know I'm obsessed with my kids. I think they're amazing. Yeah. But the being pregnant part. Nearly killed me, literally. So, not a fan.
2: Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. (laughs) Okay, back to the lady who did it 16 times. 16 times. Man, she was a champ. Mm. Um, Okay, but he dropped out of school at the age of 15 in the 8th grade. And after he dropped out, it didn't take long for him to fall into a life of delinquency. Uh, It all started with hunting raccoons, which escalated into petty crime until he became a full-fledged criminal. Pretty early on... He decided that, like, making an honest living wasn't going to work for him, but he wanted, like, all the material possessions and that lifestyle. <laughs> so he began to steal because that's what you do if right. you're like, I, you know. I want all this stuff. I want to work for it. Working my butt off
1: just isn't doing it. So I'm just gonna. I mean, haven't we all been there? <laughs> <laughs> that petty crime <laughs> doesn't feel that way. Petty crime.
2: Okay so he wasn't listen though he wanted that lavish lifestyle Mm -hmm. but he wasn't like stealing the things he wanted he was stealing like livestock maybe to sell yep well yeah because it was around they had like a small town uh 90 minutes north of kansas city so in the night he would pull up next to farmers hog pens and take the animals he could sell at auction to third parties he leased his own land and trafficked hunting dogs which he was great at training (laughs) (laughs) he's Uh, like a jack of all trades yeah but he usually had like tons of cash because of these situations all the stealing but he was also known as a womanizer Uh, for more than two decades he was suspected of being involved in theft of grain, gasoline, alcohol antiques and livestock he avoided conviction when charges were brought against him 21 times uh, after witnesses refused to testify because he intimidated them by following the people uh, to the parking lot or their homes, and he would watch them. He seems like a terrible dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what in yeah. the world? Yeah. So he was 15th of 16th, which means he was the second to youngest. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you would think us middle children would be the... Yeah. <laughs> the, the feisty ones. But maybe
1: when there's 16 kids, the child psychology, like, birth order thing goes out the window. Because, like... Yeah.
2: Where do you stand Nobody that. gets attention. Where do like, you say, yeah. You're raising yourself. Who at that are point. your parents? Yes. Yeah.
1: So, so was gonna ride in and be like, I have
2: fifteen kids I and have- my childhood was perfect. <laughs> I did great. <laughs> it's okay for us to talk badly about him because we don't like him. We don't like him at all, and you won't either. Mm-hmm. Uh, So he had a great uh, defense attorney, unfortunately, for everybody. He would use every legal maneuver at his disposal to get hearings postponed or delayed. Um, And so the longer it took for the trial to go on, all the charges would just be dropped because people would be like, I don't have time for this. So defendants who had been assaulted or who were witnesses... They would see, like I said, they'd start seeing the guy parked outside their houses or hear shotguns going off in the middle of the night near their homes. Oh, my gosh. So he and his little, like, cohorts, his, like, dog trafficking cohorts would what be you, out there. Are we in, like, 40s? Something yeah. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but listen, he fathered more than 10 children with different women. Yeah. He met his last wife, Trina who was alive from 57 to 2012 when she was 12 and in the eighth grade, he raped Trina and she became pregnant. See she how was... we don't
1: like him. We yeah. don't like him. We
2: don't like him at all. When she was 14, she dropped out of school in the ninth grade and went to live with Ken and his second wife, Alice. Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like we all need to be, it would be a better place if we could just teach ourselves and our daughters to be a lot choosier about who they sleep with. Yeah. You don't have to like every boy that likes you.
2: No. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I, it's really is okay. No. Also use a Especially like this dude. Yeah.
1: I don't know. What were the what were the birth control options in the forties, fifties? I don't even I don't know. know.
2: I don't know. Somebody tell us.
1: Somebody will. Somebody will tell us.
2: Yep. Yeah. So then he divorced Alice and married Trina in order to escape the charges of the statutory rape, to which he, she was the only witness. Trina, the 14-year-old? Yeah. Okay. So 16 days after Trina gave birth, both she and Alice fled to Trina's mom's house and stepfather's house. And according to court records, King tracked them down, brought them back. Both of them. Alice? Why was Alice still even there? Yeah. He, he <laughs> yeah. Di- yeah. <laughs> he divorced her, but she stuck around. Alice. Then he returned to Trina's parents' home when they were away and shot the family dog and burned the house down. Megan's face (laughs) Megan's jaw just
1: literally he already raped their daughter Uh and now he shot their dog and
2: yeah that's the yeah and then burn the house burn the house Mm -hmm. so then he came up with a plan to get away with all of this she like I said he married her she couldn't testify he was pissed because he couldn't get her parents permission I was gonna ask that is like how was he able to marry her but maybe it wasn't yeah Yeah, so he just, like, kept going after them, and his attorney told the Kansas City Star that he represented Ken in three or four felony charges a year, like, after this arson and stuff. So, in 73, he was indicted for arson, assault, and statutory rape, so he didn't, like, get away with it. He was arrested, but then, listen, released on $2,500 bail. $2,500 for rape, arson, and assault. Um. Let me know. No, Why? it says. Why it just, would they do that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, but after he got bail, he located the his wife and baby, and went back at him. Uh, <laughs> yep. He told the foster so she had to go stay with foster parents because you know she's still a teenager, and he told the foster parents that he would abduct their daughter and then exchange her for Trina. He made this threat stronger by telling the parents that he knew what school their daughter went to in her school bus route home. So additional charges were filed. Um, as per the usual, he got away with it though. Okay. So let's, so he wanted
1: a good life, but didn't want to do the things to get right. it. Yep. And that basically is like his, yeah. Like that's how he thinks forever. Yeah. Like he, he wants yeah. this girl to be his wife. And so she will be. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. Oh my God. Is this the worst person we've ever talked about? I think so. I mean, we talked about a lot of bad people.
2: Uh, I mean, the the cults and stuff. Oh, that, the church. That was pretty oh, bad. Oh, dang it. Uh, and then what's, her, names, what's her name? What's her name? So was, what friend of it, yours was it that was like, I just can't get over this guy, like, shaking his wife like a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
1: remember. <laughs> Listen, we've got some great comments on some of these episodes.
2: I, okay. So somebody said something. You sent it to me last night, like one of the words yep we they were like we love like all the funny little phrases mm-hmm. megan and i think that you all need to just start sending these to us because yeah because the
1: one that she said i was like i don't even remember saying that yeah. but then i was like yep
2: yeah, we did. yeah we didn't it it's was so does funny? the devil
1: have parents yeah yeah Forgot. I Forgot. forget the random things that come out of my mouth and your mouth sometimes.
2: Need in the kitchen, sloppy in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> so July 76, he shot a Skidmore farmer by the name of Henry twice after he was charged for firing weapons on this guy's property. Uh, the guy survived and Ken was charged again with assault with the intent to kill.
1: Okay, I need to move up my timeline. So we're in the 70s now.
2: Yep. He was born in the 30s. So now he's, he's like 40-ish. Yeah. yeah. Math. Yeah. Numbers. He denied he was on the property or fired the shots. Henry stated that during the case, uh, Ken parked outside his residence a hundred times in an attempt to intimidate him. Ken never changed during the trial. He had two fellow raccoon hunters testify that he was with them during the time that Henry was shot. So while on the stand, Henry was forced to admit that he had neglected mentioning his own petty criminal record from 30 years ago. So Ken was acquitted.
1: Ken may not see that there is a pattern of really awful behavior with this dude yes. and they should just take any excuse they can. Uh-huh.
2: So it says that Ken constantly carried a firearm of some kind, either on his person or in, like, you know, how they mount them in the, like, in the trucks or whatever, Mm -hmm. in the back of them. So it's not unusual in Missouri, but, uh, like, just brandishing it, like, hey, or, you know, yeah, that's, I'm assuming that's what he did. Yeah. I'm positive that's what he did. Just like that. Yeah. He had no reservations about, like, just shoving it in someone's face or stomach just to make his point. Can you
1: imagine, like, being confronted with a gun that often? Yeah. I've never been confronted with a gun in my life, so. Yeah. But if someone just, like, on a regular basis shoves a gun in your stomach,
2: like, what's wrong with people? So, Hops give it a jump to 1980. One of Ken's children gets into an argument with a grocery store clerk after the child was accused of stealing candy. I wonder if the child... Where'd he get that
1: from? Oh, do He has kids. Though He's somebody's his nice dad. Tim. Ten. He's ten, 10 somebody's ten <laughs> ten of a dad. Ten,
2: somebody's, ten, somebody's dad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the child denied it, and Ken took the child's side. Of course, the apple didn't far, fall far from that tree. And I Ken, what his dad was like, Yeah. Ken began stalking the clerk's family, um, the owners of the grocery store. He would eventually confront Ernest Bo Bowen Camp in the back of the store, and Bo was shot in the neck. Did I? Well, Ken peeled off in his truck and a highway patrol corporal named Richard Stratton was alerted to the incident and gave chase. Uh, Having hard run-ins with McElroy before, he knew that the man would attempt to get out of the county via an alternative route going through the neighboring Fillmore. He found and arrested Ken, but not before considering he might just get shot because Ken carried weapons with him and he's like, this guy doesn't care. He's gonna he's gonna shoot at me. I wouldn't want to go near him. And Ken had previously threatened that he was capable of gunning down the police if he needed to. But beau survived his wound and uh Ken was arrested again and charged with attempted murder. This, you know, obviously is a routine of his and Ken enlisted his attorney to represent him in the resulting criminal case and he had asked for and received a change of venue. His attorney It's really good. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Well, you know what I mean? Like that's annoying, but he is like he. Yeah. He keeps getting this guy. Yeah. But I guess the other ones, it wasn't necessarily the attorney. It was just the fact that he threatened all the witnesses. Right. Yeah. Either way. Yep. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my haircut, I'm still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all Mm -hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, Uh T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Kara and I received. Received a couple of the products. Oh my we gosh. Got a so exciting. And a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge NCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curve frizz by 50% and I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it.
2: Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair. So it was a huge game changer for me. It dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny, which I noticed immediately. Mm -hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards. And usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over. The wind power on this thing is
1: using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind.
2: So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Menopausal and paramenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit BuyWinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at BuyWinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com for 25% off. Winona. Menopause care made easy.
2: So the attorney had them go to Harrison County and he prepared a defense that portrayed Bo as the aggressor instead. Um, the store owner, Ken, had claimed that he had approached him and uh, he had like a knife on him. So he was protecting himself. He had no choice. So he was found guilty of assault at trial, but was out on bail, pinning an appeal. And once Ken headed to a local bar, the D&G Tavern, he was armed with an m1 garand which is a world war ii rifle sure yeah, guns. i knew that he made uh, super scary threats about what he was going to do to Bo once he found him and he also was just terrifying the bar patrons he's i mean what
1: do you do you think he's ever fun does he ever just like lighten up yeah are you goofy at all because <laughs> he seems like his whole thing is just being as like big of a bully as possible yeah. in every possible way were you way. bullied
2: when you were little Something Did your siblings be? You he was up. the
1: youngest of six of no. He was, second was like to youngest the siblings. It's like a Joseph's coat
2: of many colors where they throw him in a pit because he doesn't fit in. I don't think that's what this is. Is that the right
1: story? Not,
2: right? you're
1: you're asking the wrong person about Bible stories.
2: <laughs> so they got like all the patrons were just fed up with it and they asked a county sheriff how to handle the matter. The sheriff said for them to form a neighborhood neighborhood watch party. <laughs> that's gonna solve all our problems oh my gosh his appeal hearing was delayed once again uh which led to the average person to wonder what was really going on with the court s- system in missouri people were like what why does this keep happening like what, what is going does on he in know? what's happening Bo's daughter cheryl said we were so bitter and so angry at the wall letting us down that it came to somebody taking matters into their own hands there were so many nights Dad couldn't go out and mow the yard, water the flowers, because there was a truck parked down the street, and they were just watching the house. Ken would just sit and glow- glower at you. Oh, my gosh. Just stare at you, and oh my you'd gosh. never know what he was thinking. Are they all
1: going to go after him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, This is the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't even spoil no, it, but yeah, also- It's like- so good.
2: It's so good. I was okay. so happy. Okay. Yeah. So Ken was known to pay the local kids for information about who was where in town and at what time, so the- bowen camps developed their own network of informants
1: he paid local kids yes to i mean he's a horrible horse he's a horrible
2: person like every single minute yeah. of the day just spent thinking of ways to be more horrible yeah so these kids hired by the bowen camps delivered messages in code for example one of the owners of the tavern would send her young children to the grocery store for paper towels keeping the children innocently unaware that they were telegraphing an urgent message for the bowen camps to call the police and ken was in town and behaving belligerently That's amazing
1: Yep. <laughs> just a lot of people's yeah, houses. <laughs> we have so many papers I know
2: they said we might not see him for 3 or 4 days and then we'd see him every day for weeks. Everyone's keeping an eye on us when you didn't know where he was, you didn't dare take a chance of not being on your guard. So after Ken fired the gun outside her house, Evelyn Sumi, Sumi, yes, appealed to David Dunbar, the town marshal. Dunbar talked to him and Ken pulled a gun on him. She said, "So we quit." <laughs> So he quit yes. his job, or just quit?
1: I don't know. The confrontation. I don't know. It'd be I'm funny. Like, well, me. I quit. I'm done. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she took her complaint to um, the at the time the county sheriff Roger Cronk. He was he just didn't care. She said the sheriff said, "If you have to shoot him, let us know, and we'll come get him before he starts stinking." Wow. So everybody liked him. Yes. He, was, yeah. he was beloved. Yeah, he was. Uh, so the townspeople who had gathered near the D&G Tavern in the small farming community uh, July morning could feel the shift in the atmosphere. The fear that once hung over the town's 440 residents. There were only 440 of them. That's precious. Yeah. 440. Yeah. Had been replaced by anger. All terrorized by this one man. Men stood near vehicles that held rifles and shotguns inside. Bank employees and grocery clerks watched from nearby windows. It's like going down.
1: I, it reminds me of that scene in Tombstone where they yes, to...
2: yes. So, it, like it said in the article, like it was like a Wild West showdown. Yeah, like it just so the Everybody tavern knows it's coming. They said literally the tavern door opened and out stepped Ken, a bulky man, age forty-seven ragged pair of sideburns and just glaring at people it says to someone passing through this, ta- this town Ken may have looked like a strong farmhand calloused, good old boy, but to locals came of a vengeful bully, a thief and an attempted murderer who eluded any and all attempts to put him behind bars. So he just terrorized the town and he wasn't ignorant. He knew the town was angry with him, but he just he didn't give a shit. So he left the tavern opened his driver's side door of the Chevy Silverado and said nothing to any of the residents standing there with guns standing at the gas station, standing all over. His wife, Trina, climbed in the passenger seat. She said she looked around and then she looked behind him and she was the first to see a rifle. As the men gathered, all of them hoisted up to their shoulder. She heard the rear window of the Silverado shatter and saw her husband slump over the steering wheel.
1: Can you imagine, like, you come out and, like, there's all these people with guns just standing there and you're like,
2: Nah, let's
1: go and get in my car. Come on, (laughs) honey. Let's go. I just had a small moment where I felt sorry for him because there's clearly something wrong with me. (laughs) What's wrong with me? Something
2: really awful must have happened to him, though, to make him this way, right? <laughs> I love every time, guys, if you're just now tuning in, anytime that someone has trouble like this and we know that they've had a bad childhood, Megan wants to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I know it's the psychologist coming out. and it, It's a problem. But it's a real problem. It's a, it's an issue. I mean, but also,
1: like, we can have sympathy for how something is wrong with him. Yeah. And also not excuse the behavior. Like, no. he's a freaking monster.
2: Oh, gosh, Yeah. So I don't feel
1: that sorry for him. Yeah.
2: He's, it says that he was shot at several times and hit twice, once by a centerfire rifle and once by a rim rimfire rifle. In all, there were 46 potential witnesses to the shooting, including... 46. <laughs> out of the 440, including Trina, who was in the truck with her husband when, she, when he was shot, but no one called for an ambulance. Trina claimed to identify a gunman. Uh, every other witness was either unable to name or uh, claimed to not have seen any shots fired.
1: <laughs> no, nope. 10% of the town's population is here. None of us saw it. None thing. of us saw this thing. There was a huh? shot fired, what? you say. We
2: really I have... thought he just, just We're in the died bank. of natural causes to me. I mean, a rock must have flown through that car. Yeah.
1: Yep. I'm surprised that she identified a shooter. It makes me mm-hmm. very curious about
2: her. So the DA declined to press charges. An extensive federal investigation did not lead to any charges. One local resident later told investigators, when asked what happened, he needed a killing.
1: He was murdered in front of forty people, and no <laughs> one pressed any charges. No
2: one. <laughs> oh my god! They hated him. It said, if anyone could drive a normally peaceful community to cover up a murder, it was again, It wasn't even much of a cover up. <laughs> no, no. Was just who who saw accident? it happen? Who has a twenty-two? Oh. <laughs> Okay, put, great. Go hide that in your shed for a bit. <laughs> so from the time Trina was brought in for questioning, and she was unwavering in her assertion that she knew who the killer was. She identified a man named Del Clement. He was the one who had held up the rifle and first and shot Ken. Did that, they give him the keys to the city? I'm, I'm hoping so. A medal of honor? I'm hoping so. It said Clint had motive. He was part owner of the tavern where Ken just would go crazy and like go in there. It said that he also, Ken also victimized him by livestock heists. <laughs> Trina told the county's prosecuting attorney, David Baird, that it was Clement. She told FBI investigators, three separate grand juries, but she was the only one talking. Local law enforcement and federal officials tried every approach to gather more information. Um, They tried to be nice. They tried to be heavy-handed, like good cop, bad cop, Uh, but nobody cared. They insisted no one would be getting in the way with murder, but... In broad daylight, but all of the witnesses were just like, no. Trina's
1: over here like, this guy did it. And they're kid. like, well, we can't
2: figure out who did, did it. it. No, nope, yeah. this guy. This guy right here. Nope. Yeah. no, nope. Yeah. No, it said, like, FBI agents, like, just drove through town constantly, like, stopped in front of houses, asked people all sorts of questions, constantly would just, like, randomly pop up. They all, like, had the same answer. Yeah. So, he was buried at Memorial Park Cemetery in St. Joseph, Missouri, on July 9th. Uh, Trina filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the town of Skidmore, the county of Nottaway, Sheriff Danny Estes, Steve Peters, which was the mayor, and Del Clement, who she accused of being the shooter. And the case was later settled out of court by all parties for the sum of $17,600, with no one admitting guilt. Wow. Yeah. They... They said that they paid it out because they wanted to avoid costly legal fees should the suit proceed. <laughs> Trina remarried and moved to Lebanon, Missouri, where she died of cancer on her 55th birthday in 2012. Estes, the sheriff, tried to... They Some people said he was, like, in on the conspiracy, but he's dead, so he can't, like talk about it now he'd have
1: to be in on the conspiracy yeah you know what i mean like anybody yeah. who yeah. could enforce anything in that town had to be like yes okay with letting it happen yeah there were 40 people there
2: mm-hmm.
1: everybody so, closed their eyes
2: yeah everybody's just <laughs> close when your he eyes comes and out, shoot. close your eyes count to 10 <laughs> close your eyes and shoot you heard nothing <laughs> so it says that um del clement the man that she said was the, the killer he died of cirrhosis of the liver in 20 or 2009 mm-hmm. Uh, But he made no deathbed confession. Someone did write a memorial tribute that was, he he was a good, brave man. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, McFadden, the lawyer, once told the New York Times the town got away with murder. Isn't that something? I mean. Yeah. Uh, So this article said, was justice served? Absolutely not. Murder is still murder, but if tried by a jury of their peers, I doubt anybody around here would have convicted the shooters. They sacrificed one for the betterment of hundreds. Yes, it's against the law, but you know, the law is not the final de- definitive word on him. The law plenty, the law had plenty of chances, plenty of times, to lock him up. Which they did. That's fair. And it said justice failed everybody. It failed kin... Too, because it failed to protect him from himself, the justice system just crashed and burned over the case. It was not the kind of justice they should have gotten. Six-year-old Joyce Monty, the Bowen camp's daughter, told Patch in the telephone interview from her home in Oklahoma. We stood up and did the right thing. We went to the police. We went to the courts. We went everywhere we could, but justice would stay delicately out of the way, she said. Looking back, the justice system had as much to do with killing Ken as anyone in Skidmore did. Although our law enforcement never went after him very hard, the son of a bitch would just as soon shoot them as anyone else. So the FBI closed its year-long investigation without returning any any indictments. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Kansas announced that the end of its inquiry into the death of the man who had terrorized the small farm town, even though investigators admitted a suspect, had been identified. They said in the end, the FBI said in the end, justice has been served. (laughs) Like...
1: Just the idea that it was bad enough. Yeah. Because, you know, as awful as he was, you still think there'd be some part of you that feel guilty about murdering somebody. You're still taking somebody's life. That like So did not take that to the grave. But, he did not care. But not just him, but all the people there yeah. were like, it's like this moment of like, we're all just committed. Yeah. To like, it
2: said that there was a town hall in one of the articles that said there was a town hall meeting and Trina was like, oh, they, there was a conspiracy during the meeting to do this. And everybody was like, No. There was nothing said in this meeting about this, but we all met afterwards and just knew that this needed to happen.
1: It's the only way to make yeah. it stop. Yeah. Because,
2: yeah. I mean, what year was it when
1: he died? It was the 70s. Yeah. So he's got a long life ahead of him. I mean, you're looking at another 30 years of this probably. Yeah. And if it's your town, you've lived there your whole life. Right. I just think of like, of like Lancaster. It's not 400 people, but it's a small town.
2: Right. I mean, if, if there a...
1: was some awful person there who was just terrorizing everybody to the point that like when he's in town, nobody wants to leave their house. Everybody's you know what I mean?
2: caring guns on their person yeah
1: you don't want that to be your life no it's like the whole town was in an abusive relationship yeah and they
2: goodbye Earl. him (laughs) oh my gosh
1: yes (laughs) i just can't i'm just i'm amazed i know and then i wonder if trina because i keep wanting to understand why she i just wonder if she if there was like the lawsuit and she could get money from the city or something you know like maybe that's why she or did she actually care I don't know. And then what happened to his kids? Yeah. Did they grow up to like. I have no clue. Because that would be a heck of a a legacy to overcome.
2: Yeah. Or to maintain. Oh, God. I hope (laughs) his kids are better. I know. Than he was. If you find us
1: on TikTok, let us know. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I get comments on TikTok from so many people who are like, I'm so-and-so's great granddaughter. I'm so-and-so's niece.
2: I'm so-and-so's. And I'm like, what? Yeah, Megan will send me. I'm, I,
1: I'll send Kara screenshots because I like have a TikTok, but I don't use child. It. Yeah,
2: yeah, and she'll be like, "Oh my gosh, Kara!" And I'm like, "What?" And you never know. Sometimes it's
1: like, oh gosh, like, know, sometimes it's like they could totally be lying, yeah. but it's just the uh, yeah.
2: We love if lot we of
1: it. trust that what the people are saying is true. Yeah. Then it's very like, wow. Yeah. All right. Thank you. That yeah. was that was, yeah. great riveting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good story. So, yeah. Let's see. Do we have anything business wise to talk about?
2: Stay tuned. Tuesday, Tuesday, going up on a
1: Tuesday. <laughs>
2: yeah, get Tuesday.
1: Ready. Um, thanks for everybody who's interacting with us, sending us stories. Oh yeah, it's so much fun. Which is magicmurdermystery at gmail If you or want to Instagram get in touch, sh- yeah, always love to
2: hear from you. We uh, love interacting with you on our Facebook page as well. Our yeah. Facebook group. Yeah, uh, which is magic and murder, no, which is magic, murder and mystery podcast discussion group. That's it. Good at this time. <laughs> it's got a ridiculously long name. You're welcome. And there's so <laughs> many questions that you know, I mean, there's really not that many questions, but there's questions you have to answer. Yeah, I don't understand the people.
1: I feel sorry for the people who are just sitting there not being let in. I know. But you all are really sin. missing out. All you but... got to say is, do you listen to the podcast? Yes or no. And then the is your favorite, which is magic, murder or mystery?
2: That's it.
0: And then you
1: agree to the rules.
2: That's yeah. it. That's it.
1: It's not hard. It's not no. a test. No, There's no. no wrong answer. I do hate tests, but yeah. it's okay. <laughs> we'll be fine. Okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We love you so much. So much.
2: Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.